Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello. Uh, Wrestle me, Peter. Oh, whoa. <laughs> I wasn't even expecting that. Yeah, it's like SummerSlam. It comes when you least expect it. I'm Although also, it I'm does come every summer. <laughs> <laughs> it's not strictly true. No, exactly. It's hot. It's um, Lord Alfred Hayes' birthday. Yeah. We're recording. Been, he would have been 90 today. I would have loved to have seen that. I know. Why do we have to live in a Lord Alfred Hayes' <laughs> world? <laughs> a man who I only learned about six months ago, but now I am think about him every waking I, hour. There is, there is the saddest thing is we're doing this live show and the obvious booking is Lord Alfred Hayes <laughs> and there's a part of me that thinks I think people are going to come and they're still going to think they've probably got him they've probably got him and yeah. that's the reason they talk about him every week think, think about the thing about wrestlers eminently affordable oh very <laughs> much so eminently affordable I was looking into some uh, of the wrestlers who appear on SummerSlam 89 oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. to see what they're up to at the moment okay. and the ones who are still in wrestling mm. and I use that that's a very <laughs> I mean wrestling is a big thing they are quite far out on the edges of it. Yeah. They are doing some stuff that does not look expensive. I mean, really, really <laughs> well, low rent. Um, some of them do um, kind of like celebrity voicemails or celebrity kind of uh, video shout-outs. Yeah. So I don't know whether we mentioned this before, but um, Jimmy, who runs uh, a bar, uh, one of his friends, I do believe, uh, runs a, a, a podcast, a uh-huh. wrestling podcast. And um, That sounds crap. Sounds rubbish. <laughs> Probably a piece of shit. And, uh, and, uh, and he got Million Dollar Man, Million Dollar Man, you can, uh, there's a website where you can get famous people to do little video recordings of themselves going, hey man, uh, good on you, uh, happy birthday, whatever, for like $30 or something. It's a million dollar man. Mm. Weirdly, for only $60, <laughs> probably because he doesn't need the money. He looks after the pennies <laughs> and the pounds look after themselves. He uh, would do like a kind of endorsement, but he wouldn't do like a kind of financial endorsement um, for a product because right. obviously, you know, that's proper money. Um, and so this uh, a friend of Jimmy's had to pretend that the guy <laughs> was going through some rough times <laughs> to get the shout out. So, he's got, so he just basically went on about him. His name is Virgil. <laughs> 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 proper wrestling joke there, ladies and gentlemen. Proper wrestling joke. Wow. Uh, weirdly, Rick Rude, he did that. He was one of the first people to do that. Oh, really? He did it in, in a period where he'd left WWF and before he went to WCW. Mm. He, he had some sort of independent appearances, but he began advertising in Pro Wrestling Illustrated oh. and you could ring up for a rude awakening uh, yes. where he would just ring at six in the morning. <laughs> and the well, idea that he was going to be up at six in the morning <laughs> is still awake. Um, <laughs> and he'd just sort of bellow at you and sort of go, Hey, man, how you doing? Get your, <laughs> get your fed out you're in a city sweat hog and you'd go this is brilliant and you'd go um, it is $60 you know, we've got to work out pre-PayPal how I get paid my money yeah exactly we just got to keep you, i got to keep you on the line for five minutes just shouting in a, in a city sweat hog at you for three minutes again I mean you know we'd have done that now had he not very selfishly died many years before the podcasting medium became so big yeah in this beautiful body in, in the in, in well since we last recorded this SummerSlam I bought myself a Rick Rude uh, t-shirt Ooh, yes I saw it I look lovely absolutely I think brilliant I lovely. I think was I that from lovely. Japan no that wasn't it was just on the internet and good, and it, was just, it was just a t-shirt of Rick Rude to be honest not looking at his best no. but the word swag written on yes. the top of it I um, noticed actually you you just come back from Japan mm. you came back with some lovely presents as well oh, oh yes I some came wonderful back. presents <laughs> I noticed in Japan they obviously have a different uh, uh, approach to copyright because yeah. it's over the sea no one cares so when you go to one of those 
wrestling shops there. Mm. They have loads and loads and loads of T-shirts of wrestlers who are sort of from the 80s when they were huge in Japan, mm. made recently, and they've got loads of sort of Andre the Giants, and they'd have slightly fractured English. Right. They are the greatest things yeah, yeah, to wear. Yeah. They are properly good. Proper oh, good. Well, oh. next next time I go over there, I'll have to, I'll have to, I'll have to pick you some up. But... Well, the problem is it's Japan, isn't it? I mean, the Japanese large is... I, I would get that over my hand. Well, that, <laughs> that was, that's the great thing about um, going out there. I can buy off the peg. Yeah. It's a diminutive chap because I'm very short. Um, since the last time we recorded as well, we've uh, lost a few wrestlers as we well. We have, yes. Nikolai Volkov, Because that was he the died. big one for me because I was like, oh, yeah. no. Yes. No, I know this one. Very sad. The nice thing that's come out of that is for years of people sort of just going, well, you know, he's crap in the ring. Mm. Uh, all the wrestlers came out and loads and Bret Hart was saying he is the kindest and nicest wrestler I ever mm. met in my life. Everyone was really, really positive about it. I think he did continually turn down heart surgery, which is not the greatest okay. plan. Well, I think they said to him, we've got to do a he, bypass. He, and he went, no, no, no. And they went, we're going to put, put a stent put a in. in yeah. He said, no, 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 I'm all right. Um, I'm all right, yeah. Uh, phew, I, mean, well, I mean, history shows, maybe that was the wrong call. Mark, he was a staunch communist and he did not want to unfairly <laughs> get burden. Or get involved with private health care. <laughs> exactly. I think that's probably the more likely <laughs> one, isn't it? I shouldn't think that Nikolai oh. had a huge amount of um, health insurance. No. Um, but uh, also, I'm very sad, um, Brian Christopher, who was known as mm. a Grandmaster Sex 8 in this sort of attitude era right, okay. of the WWF. He's also the son of uh, King Jerry Lawler. Okay. And yep. there is, I, I would, I, I'm not very across wrestling podcasts. Part of the reason is I don't want to listen to other stuff and it influences us yes. and yeah, start yeah. nicking everyone else's stories. Mm. But I've been told there's a really, really good podcast uh, that Jerry Lawler has done mm. uh, on his uh, son's death. And okay. it really is really worth hearing. And and such such a terrible, he'd obviously had problems in the last few years mm. um, with, with all sorts of sort of coping things that he, he was in a bad way and mm. uh, it's horrible that it ended up like this really really sad mm. really sad and there was a third wasn't there um, Brickhouse Brown yes Brickhouse Brown uh, less known on, a, on an international level on a national level in the, in the southern states in Memphis mm. big wrestler there uh, more famous in, in later life because he started doing shoot interviews where he just talked shit for hour after hour <laughs> and after hour and he is deeply amusing oh, um, well, so well, let's hope we'll get the love when we die because that's what we do <laughs> talk shit and for don't hours wrestle. and hours and don't a, wrestle a poor man's Brickhouse Brown <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 I suppose one of the, the things about this is this is your first week of what it's like being a wrestling fan. Yeah, and losing most people. weeks, a load of them died, and yeah. that, that had stopped obviously pretty much from the generation where they began bringing in much more stringent drug testing, mm. and also where the money went through the roof and people began having a better quality of life. Yeah, less travel as well. Yeah. Travel was the was the huge killer. Mm. Um, so welcome to wrestling. This is what it's like. The people that you've heard of and rather like, they suddenly die. Yeah. Uh, a lot of driving, a lot of flying, a lot of DVT. <laughs> yeah, a lot and of refusing to have stents put in. Yeah. Nikolai. Uh, Nikolai. Man, oh man. Oh, oh, sad. Well, let's get into two hours of fun, shall we? I miss his singing. Um, <laughs> so, yes, we're in the Medellin's Arena in East Rutherford, New Jersey. 20,000 people watching SummerSlam 89. Feel the heat. Feel the heat. Feel the heat. Feel it. You sort of do feel the heat. It looks, everyone is sweating. <laughs> From Mean Gene is in a sweat. The wrestlers look like they've been in swimming pools and have just come out and started doing their promos. Everyone in the crowd is hot and sweaty. Yeah. It is, it's like the place is on fire. Yeah. Yeah, even Jesse, the body Ventura, he doesn't even want to go for the tie dye because because no. because it, it will show sweat. Yeah, and he's so not... he's gone for camouf- <laughs> He's gone for actually he's gone for camouflage and a shiny gold bandana, which is really offsets the camouflage. Yeah, doesn't you've it? been in Predator, mate? You're not hide from the Predator. Don't wear a big shiny hat. Maybe he's disguised himself as the opening scene of Indiana Jones, where he has to take that little take gold that thing idol, off, yeah. a sort of wood, yeah. um, but bollard. <laughs> That's the one. Yeah, I've come. I've come as the opening scene of <laughs> Jesse's working on today. Well done. Uh, iconically good in this Jesse. I think he yes. looks brilliant. He's oh, man. He's a good commentator. He's a really good commentator, and also he gets storylines and he gets the intent of stuff across. Which yeah. he, uh, sometimes it can get a little bit lost about what the company want you to think. Yes, because yeah. the people they choose to commentate yeah. are frequently psychotic or dreadful. <laughs> so in this case, they've chosen a man who can actually do his job and do it well. Yeah, and they've got with him Tony Schiavone, who mm. is... Um, Tony Schiavone was... Who's this guy? Well, he was he was a, a, a sort of... If you like, he was the WWF's first 
uh, stab at having a Jim Ross type sportscaster. Okay, right. Yeah, doing yeah, yeah. Uh, the wrestling commentary, like a legitimizing. And, yeah, of, of, of the, of the he's always got a very bad rap, mm. but he was. I think he's actually he's good in the WWF. Mm. In later life, he goes to WCW. He's there for years and years and years. There are certainly towards the end, he sounds bored shitless <laughs> with this fucking job. I mean, he, he just he just really goes off, and it's a shame that you spend three years of a career just really just going. Oh, here we go. Look at that. He thinks that's good. You know, it was really appalling. But this is the Have first. Have you been listening to my radio show? <laughs> I like the way you then clicked it. Edit that bit. Take that one out. Always the pro. Always working. Um, Tony Schiavone is is replacing Gorilla Monsoon. So this is the first WWF pay-per-view that Gorilla Monsoon doesn't do the play-by-play for. Ah. Yeah. And so he, just, he just at one point mentioned, uh, Jesse does sort of say, yeah, you blah, 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 something about, about Gorilla Monsoon. Yeah, he, he, he says another thing about, you know, you've got rid of Heenan. And they've yeah. sort of, you know, they're getting rid of the old guys. Again, this is Vince McMahon's fascination with young people. He, mm. he goes, this will look hip. What could be hipper in 89 than having a man in a suit who is 32 <laughs> and looks like a mortgage advisor. It was like ESPN kind of growing and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, it really was. was. Kind yeah. of, uh, right. well, you begin to get that sort of, I mean, I mean, I can only remember it from this side of the pond and mm. it was like Eurosport. Yeah, and then okay. everyone began sort of going, I'm a reporter. And I think there was always that. They've always tried that with the WWE where they've always tried to sort of go, our commentators are reporters and they're investigative journalists and stuff. Yeah. And it never, ever works. No, yeah, it's just I mean, embarrassing. Yeah, it, it does take, you know, we talked about how, we've just talked about how uh, good um, the body was, but yeah. I, I do think I d- didn't enjoy the commentary team no, as much as you know, not at all. And, um, not and at all. It, it's so much more fun when they're playful and they're yeah. having a laugh and they're and they're back having and a forth. go at each other and you know it's just it, it, it kind of came down to um, uh, mouth of the south. What's his name? Jimmy Hart. Uh, Jimmy Hart. It came down to mouth, mouth of the south. Uh, Jimmy Hart. You told me his name. Jimmy Hart's. Uh, I've, I've just done a radio show. I'm very tired <laughs> uh, and I'm jet lagged. Um, uh, like it, it, it came out of Jimmy Hart's um, using his uh, using his loud hailer sort yeah. of uh, making a lot of the commentary yeah. sound a little bit excited and, and there's a couple of bits where Heenan comes back in and I don't know whether he's annoyed that he's sort of been pushed aside <laughs> but every little promo he does here is blisteringly hot yeah, yeah, yeah. really good mm. every word is just bang on we love a montage here <sighs> on Wrestle Me man and this might be my favourite. <laughs> We've had old men on stoops in their, his pants having a cigarette. Yep. We've had, uh, you know, just... Eagles. The, the, We've had eagles. A, a cactus. A cactus. <laughs> this time round, they've gone for uh, a very family-friendly kind of... It's the summertime. Yep. You're on your slip and slide. Um, it... it so basically, they have these really aggressive wrestling moves, finishing moves, finishing moves, intercut, intercut with, with um, kind of family scenes, family summertime scenes. A lady on a bike, a lady on a bike, <laughs> a child eating an ice cream, little league baseball, a golfer, a cool woman in a red sports car, um, <laughs> a ginger child eating a watermelon, followed by Hulk smashing a chair across the back of Zeus the wrestler. <laughs> Jimmy Snooker doing a top rope like leap onto a man, and then. A Lord of fa- like a family jumping into a pool. It's like a really weird slideshow that you're doing. Do you remember that summer we had where for half of it I was on mescaline <laughs> and the other half I was with my family? <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> it's, it was weird. I was watching it and it has been <laughs> boiling here. It's been yeah. really, really hot for the past couple of weeks. And I watched it last week and then I watched it again this week. Mm. And I both times it was really hot. But watching SummerSlam, even though I was sitting there <laughs> melting, I was thinking, oh, I can't wait for it to be summer again. It just looked <laughs> so much fun. It was so idyllic, wasn't it? I also, I, I reround the bit where the uh, the kids are jumping in the pool because we have to remember the WWF is always doing things slightly on the cheap. So yeah. I was like, I was pretty sure that was going to be Vince McMahon's pool. And I was pretty <laughs> sure the girl jumping in was going to be Stephanie McMahon. Do you reckon? But I went through, a, I don't think it is. Right. I don't think it is. A missed opportunity there. Yeah. Could have saved himself some money. For another fucking edit on this show, I'll tell you what, <laughs> mentioning her. Um, right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, there is some uh, wonderful uh, work uh, in the dark match uh, uh-huh. simply because um, it's Dino Bravo um, defeating Coco Beware. Right. It's not, it's not like exciting because of the match because obviously we don't see it. But in the meantime, uh, I have uh, been researching Frankie the Bird. All oh, right, yes. Right. <laughs> 
<laughs> and how he died. I, do you know how Frankie the Bird died? I think I do know how he died. So he, I think... Does Coco go to church? Coco goes to church mm. and he comes back and his house is on fire. <laughs> and Coco bewares Frankie the Bird mm. dies. Now, there is a Find a Grave website <laughs> for humans. <laughs> and for some fucking reason... <laughs> There is a Find a Grave website entry for Frankie the Bird. No, no. And, and you can leave little sort of graphical sort of me- mementos. <laughs> Do you know, I only know this site because I've been to Alfred Hayes' yeah, one. exactly. And I've seen the people leaving the little emojis. The little emojis. Yeah. Um, you can leave little graphical sort of mementos for the people who've died. They're, they're, they're called flowers on the website, but they're just uh-huh. basically little sort of graphical kind of images. Um <laughs> And the one for, for Frankie, uh, I'm just showing you on my mobile phone here. Um, <laughs> none of them are the bird, no, the actual no. bird. They're all parakeets no. or birds. And, and next to the bird is like left by Regina. There's a picture of a, a I mean, I'm not a, I'm not a twitcher, so I don't uh, know any a birds. sort of like, a, a, I'm going to call that a snow-headed bluey. A snow-headed bluey <laughs> below, missed and loved. Um, just all of the, the things that people have left are God. just so inaccurate. They've sort of gone, I've got close enough. In the same way that if your mum died, yeah. loads of people will put up photographs of, <laughs> of, of a like... Mum, of a mum. Or, you know, de- <laughs> like um, Fatima Whitbread. <laughs> it's a woman from Britain. That'll do. <laughs> oh, Angel Day memory. And the, the, But the words that are next to the pictures of the birds are so confusing. There's a Charlie Brown and Snoopy one. It says, thinking of you today. <laughs> left, left by the username, or look a chicken. One was Maggie has left some um, what's that stuff that that's fucking uh, parrots eat? That's, that's millet. Isn't millet. It? She's left a picture of some millet. Millet for a for ghost the, bird. For a ghost bird. Oh, Angel Day. A lot of Angel Day. Always loved and missed because these are the only images that have parrots on them or anything approaching a macaw. Oh, man. Oh, in I, sweet memory. I, I mean, I mean, sweet. one thing I don't understand about it is why didn't that bird fly away? Right. <laughs> It's a bird, it okay? Locked, it was locked away. <laughs> Missed and loved. Somebody's left once in Chirpy Spring. Chirpy Spring. <laughs> Chirpy Spring. <laughs> Le- left by Snick Snack. Actually, Snick Snack left about five. There are more tributes Chirpy, to Frankie the Bird than there are to Alfred Hayes. Chirpy Easter to you. <laughs> and there's a bird above it. <laughs> Snick Snack has also left one thing. Saint Pat's Saint... Rainbow Bridge. <laughs> and a four-leaf claw with a hat. <laughs> I like the way he thinks it because it's called Frank. It might be an Irish bird. Angel dear, angel dear blessings. That's a, that's, a dog, that's a dog and a parrot. My God. But I just, I, I spent half an hour doing this. Uh, Mongoose writes, Frankie, I always wondered what had become of you. I'm so sad to find you died terribly. <laughs> So, if you ever want to enter, find the find, find a grave. I, I had reference. I had heard from someone. I, uh. I went to a WrestleMania, and one of the things I did the night before was I went to Hall of Fame, and it was the year that Coco Beware was being inducted. Yes, okay, and yeah, yeah. Uh, he gave a speech of a length that was not commensurate with his star power. It was a long speech, <laughs> but a guy who was sitting quite near me, he mm. said, um, "You know, he's going to talk about the bird. You know, he's talking about the bird and how it died." I said, "Oh, right, yeah." He said, "Yeah, yeah. He's probably going to say I was in church or some some such." <laughs> so, such. Right, okay. He goes, yeah. Well, let me tell you, he was certainly doing something else that began with a C. It wasn't church, my friend. It was crack. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> so, like a conspiracy theory. Who are you? <laughs> that is all you need to know. And <laughs> <laughs> he says, did you mean an underground car yes. park? Having a fag. Both of us having a fag. <laughs> Off we went. <laughs> with my conspiracy. I was actually going through a, a, a thing about Marty Gennetti talking about conspiracy. <laughs> right. And he was talking... Um, he he put a little thing up about the three wrestlers who had died this mm. this week and uh, as I scrolled through there was another one a long way down after a lot of things that were <laughs> a bit <laughs> alarming yeah. um, where he paid tribute to a wrestler who died a while ago called Big Bully Busick Right. Big Bully Busick was only in the WWE for a very short period of time. Right. Not a very dynamic wrestler, but he was around a journeyman. And um, when Big Bully Busick died, Marty Gennetti wrote, um, it's very sad news. I have great memories from our road trips together. One of the things I thought very special of him was his dedication and loyalty to his friends, namely me. Um, He learned a little wrestling psychology from me. I learned a lot 
of inside government stuff we aren't privileged to <laughs> from him. I can't say what his involvement was. He kept it very vague for a reason. So there's a possibility in the Hall of Fame the guy I met is Big Bully Music. <laughs> Let me tell you about this, Frankie. It's a cover-up. Follow me. Jesse Ventura, ears pricking up. <laughs> I want a bit of that. I'll have a oh, bit of that. I'll have a bit of that. That hot bird pie. <laughs> uh, match number one. Match number one. Uh, the it, Brain Busters versus the Heart Foundation. Yeah, what a thrilling match. Oh, uh, look, we, I, I think we've not seen Arn Anderson. Uh, we've not been able to talk about Arn Anderson for such a while. No. Such a long time now. And he is one of my favourites because he looks like a dad. He uh, does. But he can really go and he's great. He is phenomenal. There it comes a, po- a point. so solid, this match. Oh, it's, it's amazing. It's so tight. This is also, they've come over the Brain Busters. They were originally part of the Four Horsemen in NWA. Okay. Tully Blanchard and Arn Anderson. Mm. And they bring them to WWF and they've always been seen as, oh, they're small compared to the Giants in the WWF. Mm. And they come over, they have been the NWA Tag Team Champions over the last couple of years. Yeah. And this is really sort of going, let's put the best team from the NWA into the ring with the best in-ring team from WWF. Mm. And my God, what a match it is. Arn Anderson is phenomenal. Tully Blanchard is great. Bret Hart, you know, you sort of accept Bret Hart is great. Mm. But Jim, Jim the Anvil Neidhart raises his game for this. And together, the four of them, yeah. it is magic. Um, I, again, I, I, the whole conceit of this uh, programme is that I don't know much about wrestling, but I'm starting to learn yeah. what makes a good wrestling match. But I think they're in this... In, for quality... Uh, reasons, um, by and large, this is a really good it's, um, show. It's, it's a really good show. So good. I, I, I think the only thing in it that that slightly tanks is the main event. But um, it, that seems to be the thing every <laughs> yeah. single fucking yeah, show we watch. It's very true. Oh, why have they done this for it's the main event? True. All the hardworking people are not the main event, and in the main event, you're just like, here we fucking go again. <laughs> I, I, honestly, there, there's a match coming up later, which is Greg Valentine versus Hercules. Mm. In, in any other. Uh, on any other given night over the last 20, 30 years, that would have been the worst match you'd ever seen. And somehow on this card, all the matches are so good, that becomes good by proxy. And I, I, I enjoyed Osm- this absorbing it so much. It flew by. And, it, yeah. and, and they set the tone here. They kind of mm. go, follow this. I love the fact that, you know, in this world of cartoon characters, they let the brain busters just come in in matching trunks yeah. and they just they don't mess around they bounce on the ropes like they're athletes and they're testing it mm. the whole thing is done really cleverly they've won the belts off demolition and so at this SummerSlam they say it's a non-title match because right. when they won the belts this match had already been signed mm. and I love that sort of fake sports thing they're putting in there where they're sort of going oh we didn't think they'd win the belts and that's had a knock-on effect on this yeah. I just love it they made it seem like a real sport and they mm. just do everything so fucking well mm. and like I think Heenan's involvement at a couple of times as well he, he instinctively knows <clears throat> excuse me uh, it knows what to do yeah every at yep. every point you know yep. what I mean? when to get involved when to pull back when it, like it's just good he, he can do the comedy but as a manager he can also do the serious stuff yeah, yeah, and yeah. the serious stuff seems to me the harder bit to do yep. he is just phenomenal you've got five people here who are I mean, uh, uh, Jim the Anvil Neidhart is the is the one who you wouldn't say is the Hall of Fame, mm. but in this match he is brilliant. There's a bit mm. where Tully Blanchard is just hitting him with elbows, and Jim the Anvil Neidhart just keeps on coming, and it's menace, and mm. it's the sort of menace that you'd get if you were in a bar and you ended up having a fight with Jim Neidhart, you know, <laughs> or if in 1987 you were a female flight attendant on a trip from uh, Pittsburgh to Tampa, <laughs> and you'd wanted to not serve him alcohol, and he'd ended up punching you a handful of times. Oh, no. And then you'd obviously gone to court, and uh, luckily he didn't go to prison for the 20-year sentence that he had in front of him. Um, he, he won the case uh, for assault, um, and Vince paid off the uh, fine that he got, okay. or the costs. I mean, Vince paid off the costs, let's okay. make that clear. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, basically, Vince McMahon had Jim the Anvil Neidhart working for many, many years, just paying off this debt. Oh, right, okay. And then Jim got a bit involved in heavy drugs, and so he had to be fired every now and then, but they'd bring him back because he had a little bit of money to pay off again so terrible situation all around always good isn't it always good always good Um, the one thing I I, I was watching about this I thought god this is fucking thrilling and I thought actually did Bret Hart have a load of matches against like Arn Anderson or Tully Blanchard Mm. like singles matches and the answer is no in this run which lasted for probably just over a year I think it was around a year Mm. Arn Anderson only had one single match, one singles match oh. in the whole of this run, which is such a shame because he really was at his peak here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could, I could watch him for hours. I'd really like him. And there's a thing that happens when you're a wrestling fan, you slowly begin to, you know, you work out who's good mm. and it's just, Arn Anderson is the first person you go, that guy looks like shit mm. and why is he so good? 
Yeah. He's just so good. There's a really, really good story I want to tell you about uh, when Arn Anderson and Sid Vicious got into a fight in Warrington. Right, OK. But I'm going to save it for the live show. Okie dokie then. Yeah. All right then. It's, uh, it's, it, we're going to hold a little bit back. Hold a little bit back. I'm going to have to scritch through the bit about Frankie the bird. <laughs> That's Sorry. been comprehensively done. Sorry, Mark. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. It's early, don't start, please! Um, yeah, and it just ends, I know, we, I know we don't like to give away uh, results. No, God But no. it just ends with a simple thing where, where Arn, uh, Brett has got um, Tully Blanchard covered and Arn comes off the ropes and then he rolls Tully off and he covers his own head so the ref can't see it's a different head. So well done, just magic, absolutely yeah. magic. The WWE have tried to redo this very recently with a team called The Revival, mm. worked really well in NXT and they're just no flips, just fists and they're just mm. very much brain bustery. They yeah. Really worked in NXT. They're struggling in WWE, which is a shame. Right. But one of the great tag teams, Arm and Tully. Yeah. Enjoyed Can't that. Get enough. What a start. And then Woo. Dusty Rhodes dressed as a hot cop. <laughs> Showing the Pollock. Pollock. Giving the Pollock Giving what they the want. Pollock what they want. Oh. He's in a feud with the big boss man. No one explains that at any point. <laughs> so it's just Dusty in a police hat looking like a big old That's pervert. why then? Yeah. Oh. I'm PC Pig. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm here to arrest your sexuality. <laughs> he is on fire here. He is on fire. Pelic. He looks like the biggest pervert. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea that's why he was wearing his. I know. No one said anything. He's been a fucking Adam Summers. I know. And weirdly, for some reason, even though, like, he didn't know he looked like a big pervert because he's doing this and he knows boss man's hat rather than I'm just some. I'm like one of those serial killers you hear about who dresses as a cop, right? He, he has a thing where he says at one point, he goes, Yeah, I've been hanging around with that good time Sally. Sally Good. He says, Sally Good. And I was like, well, Who's Sally Good? Yeah. So I, I looked it up and it just says, so Sally Good is a reference to a good time Sally, which is old slang for a girl who gives up sex for free to anyone or anything without any effort on the recipient's behalf. So why that Sounds- gets slipped in in the middle, I have no idea. He is 
on fire here. <laughs> Hunky dunk man, I am going to kick your... And he looks to the, the camera like he's going to say something like booty. Yeah. And he then just goes, booty! <laughs> you go, all right, I thought you were pausing and you were going to say something that wasn't clearly just arse. The C word. They have never made uh, a figure of Dusty with a little cop's hat. The, oh, uh, man. I, I could not get you... Because it looks, because it doesn't look like enough of a, a, a cop's hat. It looks like, it looks like a British cop's hat. Yeah. Like it looks like he's watched Juliet Bravo too many times. Yeah. He's also hasn't he got a nightstick? Yeah. Yeah. And that's the boss man's thing. Yeah. So he's stolen this hat off the boss man, which let me tell you, the boss man never wore at any point. <laughs> so it was like I don't know whether he'd sort of like boss man show me your collection of police stuff from around the world, <laughs> and boss man's like I'm really pleased with this one from Britain, and he's like I've taken it, I've taken, taken it. it. I got the but right shield. Seeing him being all manic, like he's on MDMA with the hat, fucking little policeman's hat on, twirling a nightstick. <laughs> I mean, Jesus, that's like being in a rough club, isn't it? And they've, they've that you've come out of the loose and everyone's gone, and it's just him sitting there going, "We've got to have some fun." <laughs> but the victory dance. <laughs> Look at my pocket bean. The- <laughs> victory dance at the end with his fucking scarred shoulders and birthmark. He is, he is. He is. Amazing. A a wreck. A wonderful. Isn't he? Fucking wreck. He is. Sometimes. a policeman and it's never explained to me. I just just thought that was his thing for the summer. Yeah. That's his summer look. I had an ex-girlfriend whose dad used to wear cut-offs from March until August. I just thought that was his thing. Uh, I have actually seen a photograph of Dusty Rhodes in cut-offs that I think his son put up going, he used to wear this all summer long. And he's wearing these tiny cut-offs. I think one of the brilliant things about Dusty Rhodes is he's one of those guys who, I imagine everyone's always said, look at that fat piece of shit, you know. Oh, look at him. And then he'd wrestle for an hour. And then he'd drink and he'd have a fast car, he'd turn up in a Mercedes, and he was funny and the crowds loved him. And I think he thought he was really sexy. And he is. He is. And yet he looks like... Like, he looks like if you'd had like a car crash with a load of cows, the worst injured cow putting a police hat cap on it and going, There you go, Dusty Roads. It's his eyes, his eyes are like, his eyes are like skeleton, they're so deep in his head. He's got such eye, like dark panda, panda circles, yeah. yeah. Like, a fu- like, if a skeleton could put on wits. And lots of it. If you saw a fat skeleton, really like... fat skeleton. Oh, amazing! I did. Oh. I did watch this, and I thought I am so uplifted by watching this. I loved every minute of it. I've I've always loved Dusty Rhodes. Again, like it's the Arn Anderson thing. Yeah. You watch these people, and you go, I don't know why, but this, this guy's better than the rest of them. And he is at the end of his career here, and he is. Yeah. Unbelievably good. But, but he's so I guess he's just been at this point. I'm trying to work out my timeline. He's just kind of been brought into WWE from, yeah. from where yeah, he was. Yeah, to, to be humiliated. To be so humiliated. He's, he's the former huge star in NWA, yeah, 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 but he was yeah. also the booker. Right. So when they brought him in, he'd, he'd basically fallen out with NWA. <laughs> he'd gone down to Florida where he had a small sort of promotion. Mm. He was a big, a big fish in a small pond. Yeah. And, and Vince McMahon came calling. And because he'd been the booker of NWA and was a sort of exec in mm. the NWA, Vince McMahon treated him like not an equal because he hated them. Virgil, yeah. for example, was named after Dusty Rhodes. His mm. real name is Virgil Runnels. Yeah. And he, he brought him in really to humiliate him. Yeah. And they put him in polka dots. Yeah. They made him do a little dance. Yeah. They said to him, you're going to be the son of a plumber man, so we're going to do some vignettes where you're clearing out a toilet and looking happy. They just sort of, they gave him everything that anyone else would have crushed under it and they'd have gone, see, the bloke couldn't fucking hack it. Yeah. And they give it to Dusty Rhodes and (laughs) he he just, it it goes to the moon, you know. (laughs) And and good on Dusty for not going, you know, I'm going to be resentful about this. Yeah. You know, he just, he grabs it with both hands. What a man. What a Fucking man. <laughs> Nicest thing about him, of course, is he ends up very much a part of the WWE family. Mm. And he ends up being a big trainer pretty much, you know, within uh, six months before he dies. Mm. He's still working at the training centre, teaching right. this whole generation of WWE superstars, all of whom have nothing but good words to say about him. Yeah. He was such a phenomenal wrestler and wrestling mind. Mm. He comes in for a bit of slack. There are things called dusty finishes. And Dusty, when he was booking... 
He'd often have the champion lose to a challenger. Everyone would cheer, and then the ref would say, oh, no, the guy had a foot on the rope, so we right. give the belt back. Okay. And so when you have that sort of thing, that's a dusty finish. So he gets a certain amount of criticism for his repetitive booking mm. and the fact he was always putting himself in the spotlight, which a lot of wrestler bookers do. Mm. But I watch him, and I just I just go, Christ, you know, everybody goes he's a Hall of Fame, can- you know, he's not even candidate. He is in every Hall of Fame. Mm. But he is so phenomenal. Yeah. And it's only when you watch him again, you go, God, there's never been another one like him. No. Just brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. He has a match here with the Honky Tonk Man. Yeah. Um, and Honky Tonk is, again, amazing for the other reasons. <laughs> I don't... He had a six-year career at the high mid-card of the WWF, and why he I, is why appalling. Had, why had I heard of the Honky Tonk Man before we started this show, and I had heard of fucking Dusty Rhodes? I think because... And I only knew Dusty Rhodes because you used to say Pock and Beans, Pock and Beans all the time. Pock and Beans. You're just a man shouting Pock and Beans at me. And I don't know what that means. Honky Tonk Man was in the original arcade games and things like that. So when it became really big and really glamorous, you had... Hogan, the warrior, and the sort of big bad guys were Million Dollar Man, Randy Savage, and the Honky Tonk Man. Why I'm, everyone loved Elvis? Why? Why is he a bad guy? Why is he a heel? It's always confusing, isn't it? It's always confusing <laughs> I, as to why everyone suddenly hates Elvis. These whole this whole card as well, all, all of these matches, I'm confused about who's the heel and who's the yeah. who, who's the is a baby face. Baby. Yeah, who's, yeah, who's yeah. the good guy? Or the blue eyes? The blue eyes. <laughs> the old blue eyes. The Honky Tonk Man is weird because I think they sort of you were supposed to hate him because he thought he was Elvis. better than Elvis. Oh, the, oh right. Okay, and okay, and yeah, it was right, just, okay. but again, I mean, you've got to watch a lot of TV <laughs> before you can then watch the match that he's in and go, I understand this understand complex this backstory <laughs> of this deluded fantasist. But he, he, he ends up getting hit in the head. Uh, oh. The Mouth of the South hits his own wrestler yeah. with a guitar. Why does Jimmy Hart keep getting work? Oh, if he's know. this unprofessional. A terrible manager. <laughs> and when, it, when it comes to the biggest matches of all, Jimmy's always ruining them. <laughs> the, this, this, I think, predates the fact they used to gimmick guitars, so they'd sort of take out the back and then yeah, sop it in because you, uh, I'm, I'm, I, I'm on nodding terms <sighs> with guitars and that uh, the innards of that guitar it's, it's a real guitar yep. it's and a real gu- he's actually been it, bashed over the head it's like, with a guitar it's like a piano has fallen down the stairs <laughs> when it hits him it is just the most horrible dead crunch and he just falls backwards the guitar hasn't even broken no it's the just, back comes he's just off. smashed him as hard as he can with some wood <laughs> and it's a really like oh it makes me feel ill Honky does a really good bit afterwards where he's like pretending to be knocked out yeah. or knocked out it's hard to say <laughs> doesn't, he say, like, doesn't he call um, doesn't he think that Jimmy's uh, Lisa Marie yeah Presley? and he, everyone's come to see him do. A, he's got to get ready for the concert because everyone's here he doesn't want to disappoint them quite yeah, good I, I think that's the only time they ever did it where he actually thought he was Elvis which <laughs> oh, is got hit on which head by his own manager again another really complex sort of development of the story well he always resented Elvis but then <laughs> one day he, he, he began thinking he was him I mean it's a really deep character <laughs> oh um, wow Honky Tonk Man or in later years again was very sort of you know he was it's sort of difficult and he'd always sort of say everyone was crap and everyone was shit um, okay. I think there's a certain amount of you are slagging people off for the things you worry that you are <laughs> <laughs> but he um, he talked about um, this match uh, in some shoot interviews right. and he said um, Dusty Rhodes he said he was he said everything he did to you in the ring hurt <laughs> he said um, <laughs> he said whether he was dropping his elbow on you or just locking up with you he said he was a stiff piece of shit <laughs> no one else has said this about Dusty Rhodes no. he's just honky he's also said it about Warrior and people right, like that. Okay. You know, he refused in the last SummerSlam to take the Warrior splash when he was lying on his front because okay. he couldn't then protect he his back. Right, yeah, so yeah. He, he made sure he'd rolled over, which did, no one else had done. Did, did you have any choice comments about um, Jimmy hitting him on the way with a real guitar? <laughs> I should imagine if you Google it, there will be a million pages of him threatening physical action against Hon- Honky. Is, is strange. I mean, he is. Uh, people talk about like, Rowdy, Rowdy Roddy Piper as being someone who could talk them into the arena, mm. and Honky couldn't talk them into the arena. But he couldn't, he wasn't just, he was just bad in the ring. Mm. But he's good. He's good on the entrance. The entrance is funny. <laughs> he was good afterwards. Yeah. It's just the bit in between is not great. No. Um, I, I, I have a soft spot for him, but um, it's not huge. <laughs> i got to tell you that. It's, it's more of a lump that you get checked out in it. It's a soft spot that you go, why is that soft? I better talk, talk to somebody about that. Soft, they say when Dusty comes in, they go, weighing in at 289 pounds. Mm, not, not sure that's, that's quite right. 
right. Uh, uh, Dusty also does a dance at the start with the police hat and the, yeah. and the nightstick and fuck me he, he just he has the ability to go I know where the beat is <laughs> so few people who dance when it's not part of their job yeah, yeah, yeah. who have to do a dance like when you get TV presenters coming mm. out at the start of like the BAFTAs yeah. and they have to do a little dance you know routine everyone yeah, cheers yeah, yeah. They, they can't do it yeah. get Dusty Rhodes get in Dusty get the ghost get, of Dusty Rhodes in to present this year's BAFTAs his fat skeleton in <laughs> get his fat skeleton out <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love Dusty, Dusty. Rods. Dusters. Oh, and then we get a little VT with, um, uh, I mean, Hacksaw Jim Duggan's now part of something. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's, he's fallen in with a bad crowd. <laughs> he has, with he's demolition. Pa- he's painted a hockey mask sort of. Black. Like, well, demolition well, have got proper ones, but yeah. they're like, you're only doing this for one night. We're, <laughs> we're literally going to get you one of those Jason masks from Friday the 13th <laughs> and spray it black. They've sprayed it black, but the paint started flaking off. That's the best <laughs> thing. And, Duggan is known for being at least on nodding terms with, uh, you know, DIY. Yeah. He carries a two before, so you should know how to (laughs) correctly prepare and prime a hockey mask. All I'm going to say is, if someone gave you something and went, right, you've got to be careful about this, don't flake it around, (laughs) and you go, yeah, mate, literally, I'm also wearing a full-size crown, I've got a cape, and I'm carrying a plank, which itself has got its own crown on. I I am not going to be able to not drop this. Right. I forgot the 2 by 4 <laughs> The 2 by 4 is a king as well. A king of like a presumed hardware store, if that's not racist. I don't know. Maybe it's the king of... Maybe it's just the king of Britain. I don't know. <laughs> the king of a hardware store. It's a 2 by 4 isn't it? <laughs> the king. Why would it be racist against well, wood? Yes. A 2 by 4 can do what it likes. I'm not going to say just because it comes from a hardware store. <laughs> that's all it can achieve. Right? It can, do you know what? I think it's the king of CEX, the computer game and DVD place. Do you know why? Because it because it was the best. <laughs> I'm not going to be racist about the, oh. the achievements of Duggan's 2x4. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I've done, uh, I've done, with, I've done with kings and queens. What's one of the kings? That's what I'm Duggan's 2x4. Yes, it was. My 2x4 got gravy on one end. <laughs> Dusty! <laughs> <laughs> uh, this this also this wasn't even supposed to be Duggan in this. This was supposed to be uh, Big John Stud. Okay. And he, they made him win the Royal Rumble yeah, earlier yeah. in the year. Uh, and it's always been one of those strange things where why Big John Studd won the Royal Rumble 89. Oh, they were setting up for this. But they were sort of setting up for a bit of a run. <laughs> they wanted to redo some of the magic of Andre mm, uh, and Studd. So I think at the mm. previous WrestleMania, which is probably WrestleMania 5, mm. Studd had been a guest referee and things. Right, so okay. they were bringing him in and the idea was they'd have a bit of a clash, but they'd put these other two teams there yeah. so they didn't have to do a lot of the work. Mm. But Studd walked out a couple of couple of weeks before. What, he just went? Yeah, yeah. I think he'd, he'd had enough. It was over payoffs, or you know. But he then the ma- know, he the just mask. disappeared. He never came back. <laughs> it was wearing the mask. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next match. Talking of people who wish they could just leave. Fucking hell, that red rooster. Fucking hell, that's eh? a tedious gimmick. Oh, <laughs> it is. Do you know? There's there's, there's a, a famous thing, and this this match is interesting for that reason. It's Mr. Perfect versus the Red Rooster. Mm. Kurt Hennig versus Terry Taylor. And there was always a, a rumor that the two men had been offered. The, the gimmick of Mr. Perfect and that Terry Taylor right. was offered do you want to be a character called Mr. Perfect or would you prefer to be the Red Rooster and the, the thing had always been that he'd gone I'd like to be the Red Rooster <laughs> <laughs> and then they'd given Mr. Perfect to I'm, Kurt Henning I'm not buying that not true not true <laughs> what had happened is the two of them had had a match uh, right. uh, prior to this when they'd first signed and people watched them and they had these two gimmicks Mr. Perfect well they had the Mr. Perfect gimmick and they looked at Kurt Henning and they said there's something more about arrogant about him mm. let's give him this Mr. Perfect gimmick right, okay. now, Kurt Hennig has that gimmick for the rest of his life and he just it, he nails it perfectly haha mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's really that simple and uh, Terry Taylor meanwhile <coughs> They don't know what they're going to do with Terry Taylor. But what happens mm. is, when he first comes there, he's basically, the, people have said he's the next Ric Flair. He's a brilliant wrestler. Mm. He's done very well in the Mid-South and the UWF. And they bring him in, and he's got a bit of an attitude. So people begin pranking him. So the first thing that someone does, within a couple of days of him signing in the WWF, is someone cuts his suit to shreds while he's in the ring. Yeah. And he comes back out, and he has a tattered suit. Yeah. And he's been given that. That, that sort of punishment because right. he's been arrogant. Okay. And then he did the worst thing he could do, which is 
he went and complained. <laughs> and they said, fucking hell, this is all the wrestlers. And th- this comes from Bradshaw, who wasn't there at the time, but knew all about it. Uh, really didn't like Terry Taylor either. Um, but he says that Taylor stooged the stooge. So they they, they stooged him because mm. he, he uh, was arrogant. Yep. And then he went and complained, and they were like, Jesus Christ, we, just, we did that because you were a dick. <laughs> and now you're complaining, you're a double dick. <laughs> and the office felt the same way. Right. There was still this stupid mentality of... Taylor did something there. He come out. His suit has been t- t- cut to shreds. Mm. You complain about it. You say, "I don't like." You know, that's really unfair. Very and instead, it. everyone just goes, "Right, let's get him, shall we? Let's get him." <laughs> the boys and management, we can get him now because he's a big baby. Because <laughs> he's a double dick. A double dick. Double dick. Double dick. Double dick. Is there a? There might be. Uh, there might be. Um, Erwin uh, Shyster. He is uh, a, an accountant and an IRS <laughs> representative. Is there a, a HR? Is there a HR man? Is there Harry <laughs> Rams? Harry Rules. Harry is Rules. Harry Rule, is the HR representative Harry Rules? I love it when you start office. your booking. Your booking's really exciting. It Harry really Rules. Is. <laughs> Harry Rules. Just make sure that everyone's on a level playing field and that the right forms get ticked and filled in. <laughs> it would be nice if there was one of those genuinely in the WWF at this time. There clearly isn't. Yeah, yeah they, they, they try to start one, but so and, and that's exactly why um, Jesse. The, <laughs> Yes, he was. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to get things like like basic workers' rights. <laughs> you know, <laughs> what a troublemaker. Um, so they, they basically the management come up with this red rooster thing because yes. they want to say, right, let's let's get him, let's get him, and they mm. they can't stop laughing about the idea he's going to have to come to the ring doing his neck like a chicken. D- yeah, that's the thing. So he, I was thinking, well, at least he's doing it. At least yep. he's selling the fact that he's a rooster. Yep, and uh, I mean, he just. Uh, this was also the thing. It wasn't even a case of he just looked like a dick. This destroyed his career, and his career never recovered from this at oh. all. Young man, totally over. And it was right. over because, why? He complained when someone destroyed his property. <laughs> <laughs> Got what you deserved, didn't you, stooge? Yeah. Awful. In this match as well, he just has a nightmare. So I think he does one move on Mr. Perfect. He gives him a slap, and then he he does a leapfrog, as mm. Mr. Perfect does, and he just blows his knee out. Mm. And so ah. there's a point where he tries to pick him up for a slam and he just falls backwards with perfect on him and what it makes him look like is it makes you know the the crowd aren't aware he's hurt himself Mm. but when he does that for real that only used to happen when you tried to pick up Andre and so then you were like oh Andre's you know who can pick him up Mr. Perfect's the lightest man you know pretty much on the roster Mm. and if you collapse under him they just go what is this guy doing (laughs) he's dressed as a chicken and he's a strong in uh, like he's uh, he's got orphan strength (laughs) you know he's just weak it's it's it makes me feel a bit ill watching this, but you can really see just in the two of them yeah. that weird thing. If you watch that match and you went, who here went on to be a huge star and who here whose career is ruined? It's the, guy who, it's the moment where it crosses. It's the guy who doesn't look like a big brother contestant. <laughs> this stupid haircut. Yeah, he's not uh, dressed it, as a, an animal, a low-order animal. <laughs> and it's one of these situations where... Um, Ventura sort of spends a lot of time um, sort of slating the rooster for being a shit, even though the shit is technically the good guy in this yes. situation. Yes, he is. So yeah. he sort of be- he spends a lot of the time during this SummerSlam sort of going, "It's disgusting that these baby faces are using unhand tactics yeah. uh, to to get uh, their wins." And it's it's I, I find the whole sort of thing fascinating from from, from from that side of things. There there is something fascinating to be done in watching all of Terry Taylor's, and it wouldn't take that long watching all of his WWE <laughs> career. I mean, I mean he. He ends up, I think, wrestling like you know. Before this, he's he's like having matches with Bobby Heenan, right? You know, I mean, they just they just treat him so badly, mm. and you know, oh god, watching this, you just it's impossible not to watch him and just go, this is crap. <laughs> <laughs> what a way to end an episode of Wrestle Me, <laughs> Terry Taylor, Terry listening Taylor. to one episode. <laughs> oh, I'll give it a try. <laughs> he, he knows what he's done. <laughs> um, we've got a live show. Mark. Yes, we have. Yes. We've got a bloody live show. I'm looking at the poster you made, and mm. you did such a lovely job on it, Mark. I, you, I, I Mark put... does all of the graphics, and he. And <laughs> I think it... graphics is a bit strong. <laughs> <laughs> Mark takes uh, puts amusing pictures of wrestlers from yesteryear. I, I found out how to overlay text 
using Photoshop. Yeah, but also just there's a lot of cutouts in this picture. And yeah, it, that was it good makes fun. me smile more than anything. And also, <laughs> he's used some old radio promotional pictures of us. Yeah, from so, 10 years from ago. 10 years ago. <laughs> from 10 years ago. Although, I in, didn't fairness, have hair. in fairness, most of the photos of the wrestlers are from 30 years ago. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, if you're going to complain about it, well, take it, take it out with Mr. Fucking Fuji. Yeah, let's have, let's have uh, the last picture of fucking Bobby Heenan. Oh, <laughs> yeah. good Christ. Oh, my Lord, yes, we no. We spoke about that. Oh, um, yeah. shudder. Shudder. Um, Sunday the 9th of September at 4.30pm at the London Podcast Festival uh, in King's Place in London which is basically just behind King's Cross um, it is, it's so right near the station it's in the nice bit yeah. so if you if you don't remember King's Cross like you haven't been there in the last few years they basically got rid of all of the drug dealers and prostitutes yes and they just put podcasts in <laughs> <laughs> and I for one I don't I don't think it's an improvement no but we're going to be part of that problem in, in many ways like many of these pictures uh, the pictures of me and you in this <laughs> In this ensemble you've created, uh, it's very much the King's Cross of yesteryear, yes. where it was full of prostitutes yes. and crime. And certainly drug addicts. <laughs> exactly. Cool, uh, but, do, but do come down, because it's, a, it's going to be a lot of fun. You can get your tickets from uh, kingsplace.co.uk. That's kingsplace.co.uk. We've got some special merch as well. We've got some merch, but we'll also be showing some bits and bobs oh, that yeah. I don't think people have seen before. Um, oh, one mate, of those... It's mainly going to be video-based, I think, in many yeah, ways. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I mean, I think some of the stuff that we're going to show is stuff that... Honestly, you will piss yourself laughing. <laughs> <laughs> I I can't wait. I can't wait. I don't the want thing, to say too much about it because I don't want anyone Googling beforehand well, the thing and is, ruining the fun. Well, the thing is, Mark uh, doesn't only have, um, uh, you know, an extensive uh, knowledge of wrestling and an extensive uh, kind of collection of bookmarks and stuff on his, on his mm. internet browser. His house has <laughs> got a lot of DVDs. He's yeah. got a lot of DVDs that you will not have seen before. Yeah. So we're going to be cutting shit up. We're going to be playing we're shit gonna out. We're going to be throwing it out. I, we I, I can, are not going to be tell telling the authorities we're going to be doing this. <laughs> I, have, I have the world's largest collection of British wrestling posters featuring in the background a photograph of Jimmy Savile. So <laughs> let me just say, if you want to come and see them, yep. I might bring them along in frames. So, but I'll, I'll put spit guard up in front of them, I think. Um, but there is... There there is some stuff that will absolutely, honestly, yeah. honestly, you will never have seen before. And I would say it's basically a thing I've been wanting to show people for about 35 years. Oh my God. And I'm going to be out, out my head on Ica Pro. I'm going to be <laughs> fucked. I'm going to be fucked. Uh, Sunday, the 9th of September, come along. It's going to be fun. And to be honest, it, it ain't going to be the biggest room in the world, so get your tickets in nice and early, all right? Yes, please do. And we're also going to have some uh, unique little bits on our merch table. Yes. Uh, which include the long-awaited for uh, Lord Alfred Hayes T-shirts. Very, very limited number. Beautiful. All right, then. We'll see you, uh, well, next week for more Summer Slam fun. Feel the fucking heat. No. <laughs> He's a Welsh wrestling promoter. I don't know what I'm saying his name. Oreg Williams. Oreg Williams. Oreg Williams. Big fat bloke. Horrible. Uh, nice, but it looks repulsive. <laughs> <laughs> back in the day or now? Uh, back in the day. I back think he's dead now, yeah. But but they used to run um, wrestling called uh, Wrestlo on... Um, <laughs> yeah, that's that's the Welsh for like, wrestling. That's like if somebody goes, think of a wrestler's name. Wrestlo? Uh, <laughs> well, he, he ran all of the um, independent <laughs> stuff in Wales. Right. He was a bit of an outlaw promoter because he wasn't part of the um, the main system. Uh, and they, they ran it on S4C. S4C ran oh. it for years after they stopped doing it on ITV. And uh, yeah, I've, I've just I've been reading a really good book by a guy called Brian Lister. Uh, no, Reading a really good book by a guy called John Lister, and he's mm. uh, he follows WrestleMe, and he asked for a plug for his book. I'd seen some of his work before, but I was reading um, his book. It's about the, the the great British stars of the TV years. Mm. Absolutely thrilling. Love yeah. it. C- cannot get enough of it. Well, we- cannot get enough of the confusing <laughs> regional variations <laughs> between all star joint promotions and then ones that are just men's names. <laughs> Too confusing. Too confusing. Doink the minor. Um, <laughs> so, I mean minor as in. I, no, it doesn't matter. Also sounds like a sort of shitty gay porn. <laughs> There's not got any proper gay porn in, but just they've got two minors hats. <laughs> um, well, we'll stick this at the end of uh, show one. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> a chat very much off topic.
A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.